Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. <laughs> Good evening, fiends. Welcome to another episode of Sinister Parlor Podcast. I'm Zombie Barbie, and tonight I have the best guest ever. I am so super excited. We've been waiting a fucking year to do it. Um, my horror loving, one of my best friends, radio show host, podcaster, just all around fucking badass, Bud Vino. Oh, zombie Barbie <laughs> Rhiannon, you, my head is so big after that wonderful <laughs> intro. It's a good thing I don't have to fit into a door. I'd have to go sideways. Zombie Barbie, you're right over a year. And what a year it's been. This has been a long time coming. And how excited are we? I'm so excited. And Rihanna, I must say, although it's not Friday, it is July 13th. 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, See, look 13, at that. 13. That's why it every, happened. We're doing everything more. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we are. So, Rihanna, let me just say real quick, thank you so much for having me on. And I said before we came on, we were talking. And a, a little over a year ago, you and I met, as I said, by happenstance, because we happen to be part of the same network. So we mm -hmm. just happened to meet because we were part of that. And it was one of of those things I've said to my wife and I've said to you and I've told people proudly I got to know this girl just because we had an affinity for certain movies and we just started talking and then it really just morphed into a real genuine honest and wonderful friendship yes um it's empowering it's pure um every time after we talk I said it off the air too what do we always say I love you I love you I love you I'm proud of you keep pushing if you need it I'm here you're always going to get that boost because that's what friends do mm -hmm. real friends they push for each other and it's been so wonderful to see such an explosion from you, even over the past year, from that person who, like we all do, has those fears of taking those, those leaps. Mm -hmm. But unlike a lot of people, because there's so much, as, as you hear, there's so much untapped potential in graveyards. There's so many people that never actualize talent because of what? Fear. And mm -hmm. you did. You're someone who said, I am afraid. And you knew you could do it. And you are. And things are getting better and better and better for you. because. We always say, too, why do they get better? Because they're pure. You're mm -hmm. honest. Um, and I'm so proud of you, and I'm proud to know you, and thank you so much for having me on tonight. Thank you. Thank you. You mean so much to me, and I'm just so glad that I did, that we did meet by chance. And like we were talking earlier, you know, 31, that's how we started really talking, because it was like we were the only right. ones that were, you know, quoting it and knew what the fuck we were talking right. about with it. And it's just, we've clicked from the beginning, and I'm so happy and thankful to have you on my side and you've always supported me um when i'm having problems or issues you always boost me and just you've really helped push to get me where i am and i just i really 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 do love you and i'm so happy you're on you here too. finally <laughs> i know it feels like a dream and we've been, we've literally folks out there been talking about this for i would say about eight months i would think like at first it was at just kind of one of us said, and we're like, hey, we should actually, we kind of joked, and we're like, wait a minute. Well, you know what I think it was, too, is when you were talking about doing a show, I said, when you do, I'm going to come on. I, you're <laughs> going to do it, and I'm going to join you, and I can't wait for that day. That's yes. what it was. And, 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 and then you, and you kept, and you did it. All of a sudden, I look, because you're, you're, we're boosting each other, because you're a strong woman. Uh, there's no denying that. Anyone who even remotely knows you, but all of a sudden, I see you grabbed it by the sack, and you did it. <laughs> you, you did it you didn't you didn't just talk like i said there's a lot of untapped potential in graveyards but you did you tapped into it you fought your fears and you keep you keep expanding you keep growing 
you're not growing your diet. Again, thank you. And thank you for your humbling words. You're the best. And I love you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you. So in case nobody knows what we're talking about tonight, I think we kind of mentioned it like through our talking for a second, but um, we're just going to do all things horror. We don't have a set franchise or set movie. We're just going to, we're huge horror fans and we're just going to talk about everything we fucking love about it and why we love it. And I'm sure we're going to ramble and switch topics and whatever, but that's, what's going to make it fun. So. Yeah. Rihanna, it's, it's kind of like what we do in real life when we're actually talking. Yeah. <laughs> we, we go, Rihanna and I's conversations can go in a variety of different directions in a quick hurry. And, yeah, so, they and they can go also. Yeah. So we were talking about, and I told Rihanna, I'm gonna, I was going to bring out, here's my 2018 Michael Myers. If I can we love it. Talking about Rob's, <laughs> I don't love you, Michael. Sit right here. Sit right here. Michael, I'm right here. I'm right here. He gets nervous. Daddy's here. So, <laughs> Daddy. Yeah, so speaking of Rob Zombie. Well, yeah, the, the funny thing, too, is I, when we were speaking about 31, I saw a picture of you on your wall with Mr. Richard Drake, Doomhead himself. Yes. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. I said, wow, sexy. And Rianne doesn't look half bad either. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> so, so that, yeah, that was good. 31's a great one, too. I, I'm, a, I'm a Rob Zombie kid. I'll tell you, I'm, I, and there's certain things I love and certain things that I think, like, any artist, because that's what I consider him. I'm a big fan of corpses and then rejects because I like the artistic difference too. Yes. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses. It was totally different, more trippy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then rejects was really good, more of a mainstream, but it was so different, but so connected. Mm-hmm. I loved the um, contrast. And yeah. I know a lot of people have been downing three from hell. I personally enjoy it. I see you have your Miss Beautiful Sherry Moon yes. Zombie shirt yeah. on. From local boogeyman. And we said she is Yes, yes. So um, I started off actually, Rihanna, with, with I, I got more obviously because Rob Zombie did his music first. I got it was into White Zombie back in the day. Yeah. And then when he went Rob Zombie, I listened to that. And then we started coming out with movies, of course. That was a natural transition. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember this kid in high school um, was wearing a White Zombie shirt. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that band is. And I started, you know, Back then, we didn't have the internet how we have it now. So I remember, um, you know, you'd go to the record store and listen to artists and go through all the shit and look for it and stuff. And I fucking loved White Zombie. And then when he came out with, remember, yeah, um, Dragula and Living Dead Girl and yeah. he did his little solo thing. Yeah, oh, that whole album is love. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. I'm a, <clears throat> excuse me, as you know, I'm an, I'm an 80s horror buff from way back. And I know uh, Rob Zombie's his movies are not 80s, but I think he takes a lot. You see a lot of his movies have a lot of um, 70s flair and, and things like that. Big time. That sort of uh, dynamic. And I know he's a big time uh, fan of 80s horror as well, doing the Halloween remakes and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. I grew up on uh, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool, too, because uh, I'll give a shout out to Deb Voorhees. I've connected with a lot of people from doing radio Mm-hmm. Um, Deb Voorhees um, from uh, Friday the 13th Five fame, and she's a, a director, producer now, working on a film, um, Fanboy 13 or 13 Fanboy. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Deb, if I get that wrong, I always screw it up. <laughs> I think it's, it's 13 it's wonderful. Fanboy. Got, I think you're right, and she has a variety of awesome people in that movie. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ Graham, Jason Six. Um, I believe Ron Sloan, I believe, is in, is in it, who was um, junior in part five. There's a lot of people, Mark Patton, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, mm-hmm. 
connecting with these people, most of them are so genuinely cool. Um, you know, and Mark Patton, I, I mentioned, is one of them. Mark, I have an affinity for because I'm a huge fan of Nightmare 2. Always loved Nightmare 2 as much as some people back then. I think it's getting more respect than it did back in the day. Definitely. Um, yeah. But I grew up on Mark. As I, as I, I used my favorite Scream, scream Queen. I, I, I fell asleep many a night watching Nightmare on Elm Street 2, listening to Mark screaming in the background. <laughs> His voice is so, so soothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. I told, and I told him, too, on, on, on one week, I said, hey, because it's like, a, I'm like a little kid. I was fortunate enough. Um, Deb Voorhees agreed with, I did a Halloween show on a show I did for a few years, a couple years back, and Deb came on oh. with Larry Zerner, who played Shelly in Friday the 13th Part 3. Oh. Um, and Larry Zerner was kind enough to come on, and so was Deb Voorhees, and we had a great time. We had a couple-hour show, and they were so accommodating. It was really cool because, again, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a doting child when they were on, and I'm, I'm literally listening to Deb and listening to um, Larry, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like, so how funny. is this real? Like, I literally, and I may have stopped. I haven't watched the show in years, but I may have stopped it in mid, like, in mid like, Deb, I'm sorry. I can't fucking believe this. This is fucking, it, and it shows you that law of attraction. If you believe it, yes, and you really work toward it, and you're genuine with it, that's mm -hmm. the shit that happens. And, and living that dream, and it, and it really, I'll never forget. And you know what? You know what it was? I was doubly humbled and flattered because you know when they came on and they agreed to come on, they both did it. It's fucking Halloween night. Oh and shit! And I thought that was even. Yeah, I'm like, wow. That for you guys to do that, that showed me a lot. And I was flattered by it. And it was oh, hell yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's like, if you think back to when you were younger, you know, we grew up on these movies. And did you ever think that we would be where we are today, talking to these people and, you know, having our shows no. about no. it? And it's, I never would have thought. No, it's, it's very humbling. And like I said, I think for people that grew up with, and I know I've talked to a lot of people, and Deb Voorhees, I haven't talked to Deb in probably about a year. Mm -hmm. uh, but she can, she's been busy too. And I've been busy myself. So, but I think they can attest to a lot of people like with Jason, for people that grew up on a, Jason was an empowering character for a lot of us kids and people, some people don't get it. For a lot of us kids that didn't have much, Jason was the anti-bully. You know, mm -hmm. the people that might've grew up in hard times, he was the one who wasn't afraid of anybody. He, he picked on the people that picked on people. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of kids at that time looked at him as heroic in that way. And it seems, well, oh, people, so don't understand that. Don't understand it. Well, don't if you can't understand it, don't try to. Just accept it. <laughs> I think it was the same. That that sort of um, and also obviously the fear aspect. John Carpenter with Halloween, the, the whole yes. being on the edge of your seat. There was something about that that um, and I think he, you know, Carpenter hit the nail on the head with the Boogeyman in '78 because it was a soulless, just black evil on two legs. Yeah. And it was just, that was what was so off-putting is that we hadn't had that sort of uh, energetic movie, that sort of style, the cinematography, the tension, the score, which can't be understated. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I, feel, I feel so fucking privileged, Rhiannon, to have grown up in that time. And yeah. to see these movies continuing. Um, you know, like we, we're still getting Halloween Kills, Halloween Returns. We're getting, um, you're going to continue... I watched a wonderful fan film. It was a, I, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was a fan film for, it was a Freddy Krueger. And it was oh, like yeah. a, um, yeah, it was like a backstory of, and the guy who played Freddy, I will give him credit because you can't replace Robert Englund. But mm -hmm. This guy was damn good. And I'm critical and I'm right away, I'm like, 
because I'm a snob. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. Robin <laughs> it's England. not Robert England. And, and, you know, uh, so, yeah, right, right. So, um, but no, he did a good job. We'll have to look at, look up the name and I'll put it in the comments. Where yeah, definitely, because I want to see it. I may have seen it because I did see a good one. Um, I don't remember the name of it though. But see, I I'm a Fredhead big time. You know, I know so many people love Jason, but I've always been a Nightmare on Elm Street one. Like that's what I grew up with. And that was the very first horror movie I ever saw. That was the first movie that scared the shit out of me. The first one I had a nightmare about. And it was so weird. Cause like after I had the nightmare is when I became obsessed with him, which is super weird how that happens. But I'm just, Robert England is like one of my idols. Well, I gotta say, I am right up there with you too. See, I went, it was one of those things where you go through phases, you know, cause when they, mm-hmm. depending on when they came out, you know, it was like, oh, this, this one rocked. I agree that Nightmare on Elm Street, people that weren't alive in, during that time or whatever don't understand. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street in 84, when that came out, was the freakiest effing movie. It was like banned. Mm-hmm. Like parents were not letting, I mean, it was, people hadn't seen anything even remotely like that. I got to give out a shout out to my friend, Aaron Roberts. Uh, Aaron actually and I conversed yesterday on a few comments. I grew up with Aaron. Uh, Aaron, oh. um, I've known for 40 years uh, and his family. I have a lot of old contacts like that. And my point to that is Aaron's about a few years older. And Aaron was always the king of where I grew up. I grew up in the projects in Nashville, Brooklyn Village, really awesome area in the sense of the people I got to know and the connections I still have. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aaron was a few years older and we couldn't get into the movies. And he would drive us to the movie theater and go in and tell the attendant, these guys are fine to get in. You know, Damn. and we would go in, me and his, and his younger brother, and I was, like, real young, like, not even close to being able to get into a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would go in and tell him we could get in, and we'd go in. So i give a shout-out to Aaron. Shit, thank yeah. you for corrupting <laughs> Thank um, you, Aaron's Aaron. Aaron's an awesome <laughs> Yeah, thank you. My brother, Robert, some people from Brook Village will know Aaron Roberts. He's uh, an amazing dude, amazing friend, always been there. Um, and, and also always helped me um, with my deviant horror affinity so thank you Aaron Ooh, yeah that. but I do remember <laughs> it was actually it was actually before I can't remember actually what movie he brought us it was one of the nightmare movies but it was before this when he caught his younger brother and I watching part one it was probably a year or two before this and he flipped out on us we were watching we like took a VHS I don't even know where we got it but it mm-hmm. wasn't long after the first one we were really young I wasn't more than 10 or 11 years old and Aaron was like the older brother to everybody he came in a rip give me that i want you watching that. <laughs> what the fuck are you he, watching he, honestly well no but he was very paternal even then i remember it was like it was weird to think he was that young but never seemed it he always held himself with such respect and such um but it was funny because he was the one later like a year or two later that was bringing us to the theater to watch he's like all right come on guys yeah, a sequel or whatever yeah. <laughs> great memories yeah. Well, I had the first time I saw it, I wasn't supposed to watch it. And my mom was watching it. And I remember standing behind the couch. I was about five years old. And I remember standing and watching. And the main part I remember is when the stairs were on fire. Well, when he was on fire and he goes up the stairs and he's sinking it, or she, which way? Wait, she goes running up the stairs and she's sinking in the stairs. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Fire. I remember that. And it yeah. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That, that still, that opening scene for a Nightmare 1, that quick, you know, 20 second, yeah, like, it, mm-hmm. it's just so badass. I watch that opening, just sometimes just the opening, because I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny thing is, I know it wasn't even Robert England. 
for his hand. Yeah. So, so, crazy? Was like, so yeah, it was kind of cool. You know, what I really got into at a certain point after I started watching these movies, what really drew me in more is I got really interested in um, the practical effects, Tom Savini. Yes. I, was a, I became a huge Tom Savini fan. I ordered at the time in the um, late 80s. You could order like a Tom Savini, uh, I forget exactly what it was, if it was like a kit or effects starter kit or whatever oh. it was, and, or some sort of, it might've been a VHS on, on mm-hmm. how to do effects or whatever, but whatever it was, but I used to do, I'd, I'd make, you know, cause I learned like how to make blood bags. See, when I was real young, I'd put them under my t-shirts and I'd, go, I'd be like 11 years old, I'd walk up <laughs> to people in the, in the neighborhood, I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'd take a pencil and stab myself like I'd have a white oh t-shirt on and I'd Ugh! And then, and burst and, and then look, ah, I'd scream and run. Oh my and God, like, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, like I would do, or I'd go out and I'd, I remember I took like an eyeball that I bought, like a fake, and I put a pencil to it and then put it, like, you know, and I walked around the neighborhood with blood. I'm like, I fell, is there something in my eye? You know, I'm oh like 11, 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm thankful that I, I have a, I'm not as, I'm not more demented than I am. I don't know who let me do that shit either. I think if I was, like, I'd be a little concerned if my 10, 11, 12 year old was walking around doing shit like that, stabbing pine trees with a butcher knife with a Michael Myers mask on. But yeah. no, one, no, one, no, no one questioned it. So here I am. They're like, just ignore that kid over there. He has problems. <laughs> he will stab you. Yeah, leave him alone. <laughs> leave him yeah. alone. Yeah. Gosh. And, they let, and they, let me become a, they, be, they let me become a cop in later years. A cop? Funny. Yeah, I was a cop for three different departments. Damn, <laughs> was, I didn't know you were a cop. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I was a police officer for like four years. Yeah, for three different departments. Dang. I can see. Yeah, I've done a lot of stuff. Cool. Yeah, Allie calls me Forrest Gump, but not as slow. <laughs> she says I've done, like the shit I've done. It's true. I've, I've really lived a, an amazing life. I've done everything. I've, I've been all around everywhere I've been. I mean, I, it's really, I'm fortunate. I, I really... My life is a dream, and I'm, I'm very fortunate in that way in the sense of how things played out. You know, mm-hmm. you, things happen in life, and, I, and, and I've experienced some, some movie-like fucked-up tragedies. And when I say that, I don't say it for woe is me, because I don't look at anything. I, I, you got to change your perspective sometimes. And I look at everything as why. I always say why. What can I learn from it? Mm-hmm. This happened to teach me something. What is it? To put me on a different path. What is it? It was to teach me more compassion to teach me patience, to teach me more humility, to be humble, to open my eyes, to feel more, to be more pure with my intentions, whatever it is, it all has led me on that path when I've taken that attitude and I do, and it gets easier every time. And every time life is more successful. And we talked about it off the air. You know, we talked about that whole law of attraction. It's not risk reward. It's, um, you know, it's cause and effect. It really is. If, you know, uh, every action is a reaction. And I try to do things purely because, and not for the, the hope of reward, Mm-hmm. Um, it's from my own soul. Um, so I can look in the mirror because there's a lot of years I couldn't do that. And you realize that's all that fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that matters because you go through a lifetime of trying to impress people, trying to strive to live up to their expectations. Somehow you get acceptance for people that don't even accept themselves. Mm-hmm. See, and you realize that and you go, wow, you look in the mirror, but do I accept myself? Do I love myself? Do I believe in myself? And when you can really do that, you go, no, this is what I want. Purely, it comes to you. Again, mm-hmm. cause and effect. You do right, you get right. Yeah. Um, and your when your soul's right, everything comes. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm veering off the subject a little bit, but I had a conversation. Oh, that's okay. With someone, I had a conversation with someone about this the other day that I was working with. A 
you see a lot with people that are even in Hollywood. They, a lot of people think that, okay, happiness will, I'll obtain happiness when uh, I, I, I achieve success and I'm financially successful. I'm rich and people will admire me and I'll finally feel peace. Well, this is why a lot of people that reach that commit suicide because they think that will bring them happiness. So when they get there and they're not centered and they've been working a whole lifetime and thought that was going to bring it to them and mm -hmm. they get there and there's no nothing because it's worse. Mm -hmm. People, why do they commit suicide? Well, you can't um, find success and get happy. You have to get happy and then you find success. Yeah. That's completely the way it works. You have to figure out what makes you happy when no one's watching. Yep. What do you believe when no one gives a fuck? And mm -hmm. stay with what that is, what dearly is from here, no matter what, stay with that. And do things from your heart the right way. And good mm -hmm. things will come, even in the moment when it seems tough. I'm yeah. not trying to get preachy. Um, but again, you fight through them and, and the people that overcome and persevere are the ones, again, we talk about like you, they go, oh, shit, this is scary. I can't do this. I can't do this. No, fuck that. I, you're fucking right. I can't watch me. Watch mm -hmm. me. You know, yeah. if you can't learn to control your mind, Rhiannon, someone else will. Very true. And I really like that you, cause not everybody believes in the law of attraction and I really, really do. And I try to practice it all the time. And it's cool that you understand that and you do it as well. Like that's another connection that we have is because, you know, we yeah. have the same mindset, the same, the same heart, the same. Yeah. And so I really, really like that because you yeah. understand when I'm talking about it, you understand when I'm talking about it. And the, the wonderful thing about that connection, I agree with you wholeheartedly is that it was really, um, we kind of realized it just by voicing our own beliefs. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God, LOA, you're always like, okay, I love you, I love you too. That's yep. what it was all. Okay, I love you, cool. And you, and you, that, and then that's when you know someone, because people can say they're into it and they know about it. But when you, someone actually is, you, which is rare, you that mm -hmm. purely, you never worry about them behind the scenes because yeah. you know what they're saying to you is what they're saying there. Yep. Because if someone really believes in LOA or karma, if you will, and they're, backstabbing and doing shit that is not the way they portray themselves you're in for a real bad um downfall when it comes to your own soul and we talk about cause and effect yeah when you're not genuine here but you are there or vice versa or neither mm -hmm. hawthorne uh, i'm gonna paraphrase a little bit um a man cannot wear one face to himself and another to the multitude without eventually becoming bewildered as to which is real um that's hawthorne but that's true you can't go around and, and pretend you're somebody because eventually you won't even know who the fuck you are when you look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I, I've been so fake for so long. I don't know what the fuck I am. Yeah. Well, again, we, we all can grow and we learn every day. And I, I'm really lucky I met you. Now we're talking about all this stuff. And we veered off a horror, but. That's okay. We're allowed to. It's my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. Oh, oh that's <laughs> true. That's awesome. I told you. And if it goes well, we'll, we'll give you credit. And if it goes bad, we'll blame you. Yeah. See, it's all my fault. <laughs> Usually I always say, I'll give a shout out too to Eric Carroll, Bad Talk Today, and my co-host on uh, Morning Bad Talk, um, and also Danica Jones uh, with Custody Matters Live, who I love very much, um, and, and uh, have a good relationship, working relationship with them and friendship with both of them. Um, it's one of those things, just like with you, I don't even know where I was going with that. We talked about off the air when we have screw-ups and we're, we're human. That's yeah. part of what makes the show great. Well, Danica is the same way, and, and, and with Eric, when I go on too, it's that sort of purity. Um, mm -hmm. It's that sort of honesty that makes the show pop. 
But what I was yeah. going to say is I usually say with Danica when I joined her, because Danica and I joined each other. We didn't know each other. We started working together on the air. We had oh. only met, but we, you know, we, it was really, you know, and we built that friendship literally on the air. Mm -hmm. um, we've become really good friends too. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So, but I always say to her, since I came on to her show, she started, the show was on way before me. I would say, just play me, Danica. If anything goes wrong, you can say it's that new guy, bud. <laughs> I had the show squared away and that asshole came in and screwed it up. No, so shout out to Eric, uh, Eric and to Danica. I love you both. Yeah. I love the energy that you bring. Cause I've watched a couple of those shows and your energy is always just so happy and vibrant and positive. And it really, it really shows, you know, like what kind of person you are. And it's just, your energy is incredible. Well, thank you. It's flattering. I just try to, I just try to be me and what, but I encourage other people to, to, to be out there is who they are. You know, what, what I, what I did is just kind of decided one day, again, it was literally, uh, I stopped giving a fuck about other people. And the they thought I knew I had something. I knew I had talent. I knew I could help people. Mm -hmm. And the only thing holding me back was that fear on, on a variety of different levels. Um, and when you can overcome that, you know, what I've found over the years as well, the amount of people that I've affected, that's what this life is about. If you're not helping people, you're not living this life right. Mm -hmm. So people can feel me because I'm real with it too. And I do have that talent and that really, I should say a gift because I'm very blessed. I have the ability to articulate what a lot of people are feeling and verbalize that. And they, a lot of people, wow, you said exactly, oh my God, what I was feeling, that's a gift. But it's, we all have those sort of things. And the only thing that ever held me back was again, other people's opinions. And once I threw that away, mm -hmm. just like with you, we had those talks too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It's how it looks to you, Rihanna. What do you want? We have to keep, because you don't want to look in the mirror. I wasn't going to be one of those guys. And I'll be damn sure you're not one of those girls who was mm -hmm. on their deathbeds deathbed said, I should have said this, or I should have done that. When we go out, we're going to be laughing our asses off. Like I, mm -hmm. I fucking did it. I yep. fucking did it. Yep. Be, be the so if you died, you would be satisfied as you were taking your last breath that you made an impact in this world that was a positive one. That mm -hmm. people will remember you. When I die, you could just put a crown on top of my fucking name. <laughs> 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 We're going to get but a crown. Damn it. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm real. yeah, you're awesome too, Ram. This is good stuff. So, yeah. So that's what brought us together is the whole 31 thing. Speaking of that. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. And uh, so, again, it's funny. We bonded over, over horror. Yeah. And massive slaughtering and, and really deviant behavior. Yeah. And we're like really good people, but we love the horror, bloody yeah, and you know, death shit. <laughs> well, it's funny. That's what I found. And that's what I found with people. A lot of the people in the industry, a lot of such, such awesome people. And it really, yeah. it's, and for a lot of us, it's therapeutic. I can tell you right now, these sort of movies have prevented, I'm quite sure, a lot more uh, uh, deaths than they've caused in terms <laughs> of a lot of us, for me. I, I went through, um, uh, how do I word it so it doesn't seem like a victimization? It was a, 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 a challenging childhood. And for me, it was therapeutic. If I hadn't had that, um, believe me, it, it could have ended a little differently for me. But I really, I never had that heart. I, it was funny, I was telling my wife the other day, well, when I was young, I always hated myself because I cared. You know, I always wanted to be more like Michael Myers or Jason because I wanted to be cold. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fucking hate. I want, and then when I got older, I realized that it was a gift that I didn't. Yeah. You know that 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 isn't normal. That 
that's not right. That that that's sort of thing. But when you're young, this is why a lot of people that don't have the proper guidance can easily um, confuse that hatred and confusion for actual um, you know feelings as opposed to just confusion or frustration mm -hmm. uh, or needing to vent or they're suffering and then they don't know how to get it out. So. I think that's what a lot of these movies did for me. And I think for a lot of other people that I've spoken to that are, that are into them, they're very therapeutic. And for me, mm -hmm. I always feel now when I watch them, it's a total blast from my childhood. Yes. Completely different now. It's such a, I smile. It was just, I, it's, it's just such a, I mean, I watch the shit on Christmas day. I'm going to watch Halloween. Yeah. I, mean, I, it's, it's, I love it. Yep. I'll do like marathons of, you know, either because my favorites are, well, franchise wise, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, Evil Deads. I love the Evil Deads. And then Halloween. Can I tell you, you're gonna, I, people are going to say that I'm not a true horror fan. I'm going to let you in on something. Do you know how hugely into horror I am? Uh -huh. I've never in my life watched any of the Evil Dead movies. What? Ever. Yeah, people oh, wouldn't believe it. Oh my gosh. I'm, I've actually, I'm admitting that. And I have watched every horror movie a million times. And I purposely Yay. haven't watched any of them. Only, well, in, in years past, only because I know, like, I want to start with the first. Yeah, And yeah. then go, like, from there. Because, and I've heard so much about the main character. And, yes, you know, uh, I love him. But what's the big, what's the big one word line he says? It's Groovy. Groovy, that's what it is. <laughs> look, look. Yeah, so I, I really. Right there. Oh, I I love well, it's backwards, it. I love but yeah, see, so I got my Jason. <laughs> nice. Um, but you know, I you know what I'm gonna do though now now that I've outed myself. You're gonna watch them because I do have all those movies on. Yeah, I have them on time. Oh shit! I I'm gonna watch uh, the first one tonight because, as you know, I'm well okay. rested. Yes, you I are. A nap. I took a nap before Rihanna's show <laughs> because. I was able to, and I told you how Allie woke me up, my wife. Mm -hmm. I've been with my wife. She loves Rihanna, too. I, I love Rihanna her, too. We all get along. Yes. Yeah. We love each other. We're always telling each other we love each other. It's very genuine. So, but I, I start dozing off. At, I have a, like a living room downstairs, too, and I'm dozing off on the couch downstairs, and Allie was working on um, some different some things downstairs, and I was dozing off. She came out. She said, do you want me to wake you up? When do you want me to wake you up? Wake me up at 8, but I didn't anticipate falling asleep. This is about 6.30. <laughs> and you know those times where you fall asleep, but you don't realize it because it's so fast when you wake up or somebody wakes you up? You're like, it was Ali. All of a sudden, I woke up and Ali's, hey, it's and I'm, I'm like, oh, like, what are you doing? And it didn't <laughs> click right away, even where, what was going on. And all I could calculate is she's wake, trying to wake me up. And I, I have a real hard time sitting. Why would she do that? Like, why would she purposely? Because she's really good. She's really nurturing like that if i'm sleeping she won't she'll make sure nobody mm -hmm. so why did she do I'm that <laughs> and it freaks me out and of course right when someone wakes me up right away i'm like this yeah you know, i'm a good like, she's been with me so long that she doesn't try to like tell me it like she doesn't try to say you told me or she doesn't get mad she doesn't do anything she knows me so well she's like wake up honey do you need anything you need a drink i'm like no she won't and she just walk away and like, she doesn't get off <laughs> she, get off she knows me well enough she's like, well, whatever mm -hmm. so then i woke up and i realized Oh shit. So I looked at my phone and you had left me a message. But you know when you're really out of it, you can't calculate times or what time like I'm sitting here. It's like the next day. Even, well, literally, I'm like, is it eight in the morning and I'm wicked in the twilight? What's going on? Fuck. And you're like, hey man, are you cool? Yeah, and you're like, are you cool for you know whatever we're gonna meet? And it was like it happened to be in in reality, like two minutes 
before we were even supposed to talk. I was well in advance. Yeah. And I'm like, but it, it was taking me a minute to figure it out until I t finally got the cobwebs out. And then I'm like, okay, I'm fine. It's not <laughs> Tuesday morning. We're fine. But my point is I'm well rested because I got that hour and a half just about. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I think I'll watch some Evil Dead tonight and you can quiz me on it. Oh, I'm so excited. Next time I join, yeah. Yes. See, we're going to have mm. to do a show on Evil Dead because that's, that's my right. second favorite franchise. And Bruce Campbell right here is the love of my life. <laughs> so I'm going to have to. Uh, yes. I love him. So you're going to have to watch it and we're going to have to do a show on okay. it. <laughs> Yes, we are. And I saw you've got you've had some really strong guests. You've had some actors, producers. You've had uh, a ton of different people on your show. So I was like, whoa, what's some of the ones I've seen? I'm like, this girl doesn't f around. Yeah, I know. I've yeah, had you're gonna have even more. Oh, I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah, you're gonna have even more. What I'll try. You know, what would be great too, because like I said, I have a, for, for, and I've never actually done it with Mark Patton. And I'll try and get. I know he's busy, but I have such a thing for night. Let's try and get Mark Patton on. I know. I'm going to send the show to Mark through his, like, through Messenger. I'm going to send it to him personally. And okay. he's, I know he'll watch it. Oh. So I'm going to put this out there. And I've said some other things just in, in brief, but I'll say it right now. Mark, I've told you privately what you've meant to me since 1985. Mm -hmm. And I would really love it if you would make our dreams come true, Mr. Mark Patton, Jesse, the Scream Queen extraordinaire. Join us. Uh, on uh, on Sinister Parlor podcast, we would love to have you. I'll come on just because I yes. love you. Yeah, and uh, okay. we can talk all things Freddy too. So I'm going to send this to Mark. Mark, if you have time, it'll be a blast. Oh my gosh, it'd be a dream come true. That'd be so awesome. Yes, yes, we'll make that happen. We'll make oh, that happen. I want to give a shout out to a few people too. Uh, Sam Fowler out there is such a such a supportive dude of both of us. Uh, there's a gentleman out there named Sam Fowler, Fowler who does uh, a lot of things and very supportive of everything I do, um, and 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 uh, a guy that's kind of learning uh, learning to you know really uh, empower himself too. Uh, people like that. Um, obviously, my wife, um, who I love very much, my two boys, Mason and Carter, um, and uh, my in-laws and everybody else out there that I know will be watching. Uh, John Mondu, all my friends out there. Um, that support me, the Robert boys, as I mentioned, Aaron, all my BBC, my crew out there by thousands all over the world, um, and all my friends out there in Boston, Beantown, everybody. This is awesome. And we're gonna get some heavy hitters on your show, like Mark Patton, Ron Sloan, Junior oh, in Part Five. Uh, Ron, Ron, you gotta come on the show, buddy. I know mm. you've been cooped up in quarantine. CJ Graham, CJ, I'll send this to CJ probably. CJ, come on, man, I'm begging. See how pathetic we're, I'm getting? It's no, not I pathetic. It as, 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 it's they're, amazing. They're really no, no, no. No, they're all, they're, I do it. I, 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 I'm being facetious. They're all very good people. So I'm, I'm somewhat, uh, you know, joking. Yeah. But I know that a lot of these people are, are very busy, but they're so accommodating uh, and very humble. Most of the people, I've only met a couple who, who, I, uh, who I thought were, um, I don't give a shit who it is. I treat people accordingly. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not impressed. I'm impressed mm -hmm. with how you treat people. I don't get impressed with titles. I don't get impressed with what you've done. I get yep. impressed with what you're doing in terms of how you treat people and, and what you what you take from your uh, the advantages that you've had in life and, and the way you've, you affect people now. That's what I look for. So uh, mm -hmm. I don't care if you're someone I grew up watching and you're a uh, god of all gods. I'll kick you in the nuts if you treat people badly. <laughs> I, I'll never talk to you. So it's about how you treat people. And most of these people, 
uh, are, have been very accommodating. Uh, and mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate. And you're going to be very fortunate because you're going to interview some people in the future that I've never interviewed. I know. And we're going to get some people on. It's going to keep blowing up. Oh, that'd be uh, great. Awesome. I can't so, wait. Rhiannon, if I can ask you, what's the name of the movie again that you just had your, your name on a DVD, which I saw. With, wow. I know that. Yes. The Dark Web Mystery Box. Mm. Is that on Prime? Did I hear that was on Prime yet? Or is it yet? Right, right now it's still on YouTube, I believe, for you to um, view. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh, yay. That's yeah. Awesome. So it's a found footage film. Gonna... Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's super, it, the, everybody I worked with was great. You know, we all did it in quarantine, um, but it's just, they're all just so amazing. And um, Tony Newton and Josh, Josh Schultz were the directors of it. Um, so the DVD is available through morthousefilms.com. And yeah, it was just, it was so much fun. And I'm just, I really thank them for giving me the opportunity to do it. It's like, it's my first DVD that's like out that I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I see t- I see Tony on Facebook and Instagram too. He does a lot mm-hmm. too. And I know that you guys have had that relationship. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody out there, keep living your dreams. You could be like Rihanna and be in movies and write books. I know you're an author too, Rihanna, which is very impressive. Thank um, you. I'm at, can I ask you this, writing. Rhiannon? Is there anything that you don't do? Because it seems like you do quite a bit. Um, you, have a, you have a daughter you raise. We just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. We'll give a shout out to your daughter. Happy birthday, beautiful daughter. Thank you. She's love you, Honeybug. confident. She's yes. such a good girl. And, and, and I, she seems very sure of herself in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a very, she definitely is your daughter. I will say that. Definitely. Um, no question. <laughs> <laughs> she's my little mini <laughs> that's very much that's very much a compliment my friend. thank you yeah she's she's my little best friend she's incredible that's why I'm doing everything I'm doing because I just want to make it for her yeah well yeah it's one of those things too where kids generally as I've said and this I'm not the groundbreaking one who, who first uh, conceptualized this, this statement but kids don't uh, do what they're told generally they do what they see I've been gosh I've been going after it for like 13 years and it's like finally I'm starting to see a little bit more progress you know what I mean it's like there's been so many times I want to just throw in the towel and I'm like I'm not going to I want what I want and I'm going to get it at some point right and that's the attitude you have to have you know in terms of you know with you too and we've talked about too is that sort of letting it go in the sense of um, and that's what you've done. That's why things keep coming. When you let it go in the sense of trying. When I go on the air, I grossly underprepare mentally. Meaning I go out and I'm completely, like what, when, when we were going to do the show, we talked about basics, but we might more, but we said, let's just roll. Mm-hmm. And that's where it always works best when you're authentic, man. When you just roll with it and you let it go, you don't worry about yeah. what may. Because again, you do it, you're just doing it because you love it. And then people are drawn to that. That's when people go, hey, you want to do this? And you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm pretty content. Maybe not. So, <laughs> things just come to you, you know. So, um, yeah, keep plugging, keep plugging. Maybe, so, maybe I have to not. Get a shout out too to my man Jeff Barnhart with Lakeside Slasher Studios. That is badass. He made this seven for me a while back, and he made me this Roy. Give a shout out to Dick Wien, who was uh, Roy in Friday Five. 
We'll see if we can get uh, Dick Vian on too. See it. Time to get yep. your hand. Come on, Roy. Time to get your hands dirty. We'll see if we can get Roy uh, Roy on. I've yeah. connected with him too. Um, yeah, we'll see. And I also have a Barn Three, Richard Brooker, Barn Three, the late great Richard Brooker. Um, and then I have uh, what else? Did I, oh, the Mashup Five. Jeff just played around with this one, and I love it too. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like the inside one. of it. Yeah, it looks really cool. This one I got years back from a gentleman named Dave Robinson out of, out of Florida who does maps. This is a Dirty Three, which I love this one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, as I told you, my Tots 2018 was given to me, Michael Sit, from my mother-in-law. <laughs> Michael and my, my in-laws, which, which, yeah, which, is, which is so wonderful because my mother-in-law is such a, you know, she's a very, uh, very almost, I guess the word innocent, you know, she, she's, you know, but she's learned from me. She's like, she didn't know about any of anything until I walked into her life uh, 14 years ago. Uh, and she really, I, I, you know, she's a mother to me. I didn't have one uh, growing up and she's been more of a mother to me. And I've, I've been very fortunate with certain women in my life that along the way uh, came in and were very maternal uh, unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they really didn't need to be in terms of a connection with me, just I've, I've been very fortunate to want into. Uh, to me, uh, uh, blood isn't family. Blood doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Yeah. Um, it does and doesn't, but it's about how you know blood doesn't make a family. I've got people that are blood. I don't talk to most of my blood family because I, I, I keep on the positive. I, I don't go that direction. I'm a winner, uh, you know, and that's what I stay on. I stay with people that are winners. Um, and that doesn't mean people that are always perfect or have uh, uh, lives that are cake or have money. It doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, it means people that are, you know, that centered and goal-driven with what they know and that even through the hard times they work through it. Stop trying to impress anybody. Yeah. You know, go out there, and if someone's rude to you, you know who they are in your life. The people that mm-hmm. aren't down for you that we hang on to, right, because we're hoping maybe someday they will be or someday mm-hmm. they'll approve of us. Somehow we give a shit. That's because, mm-hmm. hey, I know you. How, how do I do it? Be less polite. You say you go right to the source. Whoever it is, I know you haven't been down with me. I know you're not now. We're going to work this out or uh, we're not going to have any more communication. So you're going to get back to me in two days or this, our journey is going to end. Yep. And you're honest. Here, it's not about blame. It's about getting out the bullshit. Getting out the bullshit. And if someone can't do that, is too weak to do that, watch from the bleachers because mm-hmm. I don't have time for it. Yeah. So again, you address it and move on. And if they don't want to do that, I, they play this high school girl. I don't play the high school girl game. Yeah. I don't play the two. You, I go right to the source. Yeah. And let's, let's be an adult, be a man or whatever it is. If there's an issue, address it. If not, I, I don't mm-hmm. care. Enough. Mm-hmm. Stick around with someone who's a drain. I don't let people drain me. Mm-hmm. No, I don't do that. So, yep. and that's yep. why we connected so well because we don't drain. We, we inject, right? Yes. We inject. We also acknowledge there's some days where you're in a shitty mood. Some days I'm in a down mood. Mm-hmm. But what do we do? We usually bring each other up. Yeah. Know, we, we try. Even when we're both on a down plan, we might say, okay, well, we both seem like we're on a down energetic level. Well, we both know that. Let's bring each other up. Let's start to, we'll throw music to each other. We'll tell each other we love each other. We'll, we'll encourage each other. We'll ask. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And you do it with pure intentions. And what else? Again, what do we, what do we always expect from it when we do that? Nothing, right? Exactly. You don't give to get. Yep. You give because you want to give. You do because you don't go, okay, well, if I do this, maybe this person in the future can do this for me or give me that. Law of attraction, mm-hmm. cause and effect. If you're doing things not for the right reason, I don't know why I'm not 
succeeding. I've been doing this, but nothing is working for me ever. And it seems like it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> Hello, McFly. McFly. <laughs> I love that movie. I'm to change it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, your videos that you send me. Maybe I'll... <laughs> Hello, McFly. Oh, I love you. Yeah. I love you too. Yeah. Looks like your soda's yeah, getting low. It is. Hold on, watch. Hold on, watch. Rihanna knows from behind the scenes. I have a walkie-talkie to the downstairs. <laughs> oh no, Allie left me soda. Be like we soda. Code 50. We have a code fifty-one up here. What did I say? The code fifty-one was. They just laugh. I'm, I'm actually live on the air right now. I'll be down in a minute, guys. <laughs> code 51 yeah, so they actually, just started I my wife actually yeah i got me my soda so i shouldn't be drinking soda i've been talking about how i've been eating completely healthier as i suck down diet coke <laughs> well it's diet coke you know <laughs> well we i don't yeah i got people a lot of people right you're gonna see people on youtube oh that's 10 times worse but whatever oh, what soon we'll find ever. out that this this yeah this mason jar that i'm using has some sort of film on it that causes cancer anyway or something will happen so. yeah everything seems to be like later down the road they're like oh this causes cancer this causes cancer it's like fuck like yeah, what doesn't exactly. it's like geez remember yeah. like those mcdonald's yeah. cups back in the day that used to get that had like the oh, picture yeah. on it now those are bad yeah. right everything so i just <laughs> roll you know hey I think a lot of it is attitude too. You know, it, it, the mm -hmm. stress we put on ourselves. Oh my God, everything is going to kill us, and then we we get surprised and stuff does. You just you just live. You just got to live. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean be careless, but if you listen to every single warning label and every single everything is going to kill you, you, I mean, you wouldn't even breathe. You wouldn't mm -hmm. move. Yeah. So yeah, you got to sometimes See. rock it out. Yeah, I stupidly Google everything. I'm like, oh, this hurts, or oh, I feel a bump right here, and then I Google it, and like everything tells you you're gonna die. Oh yeah, I I, oh, <laughs> I don't do that for exactly that because I'll I'll sit there and be like, you know, I know if I do because you could get like an arm pain. Yeah. yeah, let's see what that might be, and I'll say arm pain. It could be secretly a sign of lung cancer. Like you'll give yes. me the worst. Like oh, you have your toenail hurt. Oh, that's a sign of um, like black death. Like oh yeah. shit, like, like yeah, it's horrible. And I know that it yeah. does that, and yeah. I still so I just, fucking Google. <laughs> yeah, well, and the Google's the worst too, because that you know sometimes I'm lazy and I don't feel like typing, but they have that option to just use the microphone, which is really bad. Because then I Google everything. Yep. Now, you know, then you then again you don't then you don't leave the house. You know, what does it mean when this happens? Well, it means the whole house is gonna cave in or the sky is falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they call it dr so, google don't check dr google yet i check it all yeah, the fucking time and i'm like oh my god yeah, i think that's yeah. my symptoms yeah it's like it's it's like looking at the car accidents like rubber neck and you know you yeah. just, that curiosity you gotta see the yeah you gotta see the, the destruction mm -hmm. yep i'm excited for you to yeah, watch so evil awesome dead huh i'm gonna i'm actually going to when we get off i'm gonna watch the evil dead Yay. I'll probably, you know, because it's it's almost midnight here. Um, I'll Shit. watch Evil Dead. Yeah, and, you're, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, you're two hours ahead. Yeah, it's great though because I'm gonna I'm having a snuggled time with my family after my wife and my youngest son Mason. Then have some snuggled time, which we often do. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate. Um, and that's what I that's what I decided. I decided. Well, I didn't I didn't really have much. You know, I don't have much of a family, so I'm gonna make one. And that's what I did. And instead of 
saying, oh man, you know, um, woe is me. I decided I'm going to, I'm going to start a family and I'm going to run it in the sense of, uh, I'm going to be the dad, um, you know, and, and the parent I always should have had. I was very fortunate, um, because I did have a stepfather who passed away in 2010, Gordon Baker, who was, uh, a wonderful man. Uh, and if it weren't for him, and I think that I'm a lot of the reason I am the way I'm today because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, both my biological parents weren't involved. Um, and oh. he was, and he had no reason to be, um, in the sense of just loving me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was very young uh, when he met my mother and uh, when she left him too, it was just he and I, you know, and, and, it, and it was a guy who had no blood relation to me. And he, we, he just raised, he and I for years. And then, you know, he met somebody, he married in later years and he, passed away of brain cancer about 10 years ago, but this guy taught me how to be a man. I mean, he, he taught me how to, how to work, how to, how to fight, how to not give up, how, how to really handle people. I, I watched him uh, treat people like gold and go nose to nose with people that were not good people. You know, he didn't shy away. Like he would give you the shirt off his back. He'd choke you out with that same shirt mm-hmm. if you decided to just, and, it, and he wasn't loose with it. It wasn't like he was like just hot-headed at all. Yeah, yeah. He was just real old squire. And, and still, uh, he passed away 10 years ago. I still, he's my Mickey. You know, he's my Mickey, like the Rocky. You know, he, I still hear him. I still, um, you know, that was my thing too. I'm like, I'm going to be the dad that I know. I'm going to break the generational curses. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to break all that bullshit. I'm going to be the one that succeeds. I'm going to be the one that is the father that has the children that, that are, proud of the, are proud of their father. I, and I'm not going to be words. I'm going to be action. They're going to see me do it. Yeah. They're going to watch me. So when they're down on one knee in life, they'll never have an excuse. I've said that before. I said to my boy, hey, you don't have an excuse uh, ever. And yeah. You're my kid. Uh, so you get up. Um, and I'm really thankful for, for my stepdad for that. Um, but my point, too, is um, for all the negative, I'm very fortunate that I've had wonderful people along the way like Gordon. Um, uh, I, I think of people right off the top of my head. I had a, a couple that I, uh, there's both their sons. I went to high school and one of which committed suicide. Um, and when I was in college, I was living in the dorm. I didn't have any family or anything. I'm okay. Why don't you come live with us? I had no obligation. You barely knew me. Mm-hmm. And I lived with them for two years um, mm-hmm. and became extraordinarily close with them. To, uh, again, I, I become, I was really blessed along the way uh, with some people that uh, truly angels. So then yeah. and Don Gilman out there, I love you guys too. Thank you. Uh, so again, the people out there, you take everybody, even the people that are bad, that were perceived as bad. You know, I had a really, at one point, a, a really, she's passed away at this point, a really evil, I had like 10 different step parents in my life. And that's not an exaggeration. One of them was really abusive. And the reason I say this, because that's the way I always looked at it is, is oh, what was me? No, no, She was abusive. She also did a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like to hear that. Again, I'm not saying abuse is okay or that you should accept or I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is since I had to experience that as a child, I, I what I do is I say, what could I take from it? As opposed to, I'm a victim. I yeah. got this when I was a kid, so now I can't do anything and feel bad for me. Bullshit. I go, okay, well, what can I learn from that? I don't, number one, I don't want to be like that, right? I want to yeah. use my heart. But number two, what did she teach me that I could learn? Because again, you got to go do that. Okay, what? What can I take advantage of? This person is going to try and take advantage of me when I was powerless. I'm going to take that back. What did they teach me? She was very artistic. She did actually was one of the people that encouraged me when I was younger to go with my horror stuff. Could have been, but, she was oh. but, I, but I don't think so. 
I really think it was more that she actually gave a shit. Um, but she was also extremely abused. My point is, it wasn't always like that. So I try, when I'm older, I look and I go, again, I don't condone it. It's not right. But I say, okay, what was she going through? Like, what was so fucked up with her? Yeah. And I've started to study that more. And that got me more into psychology. It got me more mm-hmm. and I started to study. And that was my big thing, even with becoming a cop. And I got really into the psychological aspect. Um, and I worked at uh, the hospital in Concord, New Hampshire for years, too. And one of the biggest rooms we worked in, and we had to do standbys, was room nine, which is a uh, psych room. Um, so I've seen and done everything. I mean, I, we, I worked in the, that we did all the morgue runs. I've seen every single way someone can die a million times over. Oh my babies, gosh. About everything you can think of in every way um, for years. Um, so like, it, it tends to wear on you, oh, yeah. um, but I don't do that anymore. Um, but I'm very, again, I'm fortunate. I've done jobs and done things that people see in movies and I'm just, and I'm still here and I'm grateful for it. Cause I, 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 I talk about it in that way in the sense of, just to teach people, it's just—it was just, just like everybody else. It's just like everybody else. People experience things, and you either look at them as hindrances or everything is a benefit. And for me, everything has been a benefit. Thankful for everyone. Yeah. Even the ones that seemingly weren't positive, I say, no, screw you. I'm going to make you positive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take advantage of the good stuff you didn't know you were giving me, and I'm going to use it. Yep. Yep. Well, it's but you know, like you've done all of those jobs to where you know you saw real horrors, and it's like I've noticed. Um, I can watch all the stuff, like all the movies and horror movies. I can see blood and guts and killings and this and that, and I'm fine. But if I see anything like that in real life, I'm like, oh my God, that's like horrible. It's like, I can't handle it. You know, like well, blood. Funny, I'm Mike. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Allie, it's so funny because she watches all the movies. She wasn't a huge, you know, not that she wasn't a fan before she met me, but she just wasn't into it. That much. Mm-hmm. She's become one in the past almost two decades. Oh, Excuse me, but she's the same way. <laughs> She loves 31. 31 is our date movie. Oh, That's our go-to it. date movie. Yeah. Good. Um, so, but in real life, she literally, Mason, this one, it was like four. It was, it was horrible. It was the night of his fourth birthday. And he took a wicked header. We were just getting home from his birthday party on the beach. And he split his eye, like under his eye open. Oh. It wasn't anything that needed stitches or anything. It was a pretty, it was pretty, you know, when face injuries are always instantly like awful anyway in terms of blood. It was real thin. Yeah. But um, instantly, like, because he was bleeding pretty good, and she literally was, she couldn't, she was gagging. It was a physical, like, she, and I'm, I'm used to it. I'm, it doesn't affect oh me God. in that way. But sometimes it's funny because there's certain things, I've seen everything. I don't say that, say that to self-aggrandize. Um, what I say is, even still, this, it's so funny because I'll tell Allie, I've seen every way somebody can die in real life. I've seen brothers that blew their brother's head off with a shotgun. Oh. I've seen people burned alive. I've, I've carried babies in suitcases that were dead. I've ca- everything, kids, oh everything. Gosh. And there's, but it's funny. My point to that is I can like slip my finger and be like, oh, it's just like in terms of a certain, <laughs> not really blood, but there's, I'm like, it's funny, Allie. Look, I'm like grossed out by this or that. Yeah. And I've seen people that were limbless, you know, like completely burnt. Oh, It'll, man. Um, but yeah, um, it does affect you though, doing that job, it, even if you think it doesn't, um, it does, mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, certain things do and certain things don't affect you the same as others. Um, there's certain people that, you know, there's certain, if it's a murder or, um, you know, someone who was young, that was a trap, you know, it's, it, it does affect you. And there's certain ones that stick out in my head still, yeah. but it's life. Yeah. It's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. The one well, movie. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, um, even though it's a movie, the one movie that affected me 
to where I just felt weird and just kind of gross for like weeks was um, Human Centipede. Did you ever see that? I haven't seen that. Oh, no, I'm going to have to check that out. Man, that just... Nasty? Yes. And like, I can handle a lot with movies, but that one, I just... I. It was so gross, but you couldn't look away. And then afterwards you were like, I can't believe I just watched that. Like me and my mom were watching it because she's who started me with horror. And, you know, so that, that's our thing is we oh watch horror God. movies. Yeah. That's and so we're laying awesome. there watching it. <laughs> yeah. She, she's my horror buddy. And afterwards we both oh just kind of stopped. That's a beautiful relationship. Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. And we just stopped and we're like, that was so fucking gross. Like I just feel disgusting right now. I I hate yeah. that movie. I really do. It just, ugh. There's certain ones that just turn your stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain things that do. There's certain like I don't like. Um, I you're a Sopranos buff, are you not? Or have we? I don't know if we've ever talked about your Sopranos. Fan. No, I haven't really watched it. Well, I think I've maybe seen a few episodes. Oh, God. Anyway, there's a there's a episode um, called Employee of the Month, and there's a, a pretty graphic rape scene. Oh. of a female um, on the show and that I actually fast forward I can't it's just there's some scenes I can't stand scenes where where people are victimized like that I because I want to reach through the screen yeah and fucking victim I victimize victimize so I, I I I hate that shit when people take advantage of it I'll beat them oh yeah I can't stand that so that really bothers me when people take advantage like that so scenes like that I have a hard time but I, I can't I don't like it Mm -hmm. and, I, and that's one of them i love the sopranos um, but it's an i will it's an effective scene in terms of the show mm -hmm. um, and it's yeah i need to watch it i'm amazed i haven't yes, but i never really had cable you know i've just always i'm not a huge tv person i'm more if i have yeah. the movie I i'm, the I'm movie, not honestly yeah yeah if i'm around, I, I get more especially now with the advent of youtube and everything else i i watch when I have time, I watch psychological, in terms of, like, I watch interrogation. I watch, like, oh. I'll stay up if I'm up, and then I'll watch, like, four hours. I use, as you know, I used to do that, so I, I'm big on, I worked loss prevention for years, too, catching shoplifters, like, undercover shit, and, too, and doing other jobs, too, I won't mention, where okay. you had to really grill people to get shit out of them. So I've always had a thing for that, so I'll watch, like, four-hour interrogations. Because um, I, I, was, I, I was pretty good when it came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, getting things out of people i'm pretty good at being able to <laughs> uh distinguish liars or people i don't have a i don't have a chill and i don't have a i don't break i i'll go, I go right up to people and go knee to knee with them and take both their hands and go about this car and say no and i'll rub their hands while they're talking tell me look because you can't lie to me believe yeah. me i'll know it instantly and mm -mm, nope try again yep so <laughs> <Yep>. yeah <laughs> I really like like um, serial killer documentaries and I know it's horrible and like a lot of people are like oh you're glorifying you know watching this stuff it's not that I think they're amazing I just want to know what the fuck caused it or you know it's like I'll think you know they'll show like the victims and stuff and I think god you know I wonder what they were thinking when that happened I wonder what they were thinking during this you know even like um, yeah. John Wayne Gacy you know it's like god these poor guys like what what were they thinking as he was doing all of this to them? Well, it's funny and not in a funny in a haha way that you say this. And I know I can get this gentleman on too. We had a gentleman on named Patrick Dotti, who was a, a survivor of John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy attacked him in a bathroom and uh, oh. sexually assaulted him um, and, and was going to kill him. And he got away. 
he's the oh. one who he's the one who ran out of the bathroom and, and the one who helped catch John, you know, John Wayne Gacy too. And um, he's an empowerment speaker now. Wow. Um, and he's a, we had him on a radio show I did just about two years ago. I'll reach out to him because um, that might be an interesting guest, a real life victim, victim. of a serial killer who was yeah. very well known who fought and got away. As a child, this is—he was a very young child when it happened, like six, seven years old. Oh, um, he was little. He's here to tell. He's here to talk about it, and he's an amazing man. Again, his name's Patrick Dotty. You can go look him up. He's a motivational empowerment speaker. Okay. Um, and uh, the interview was amazing. He's amazing. Um, he can—he talks about with a lot of candor. Um, a lot, you know, he's very um, open and very honest about um, his ordeal. And when you hear about it, it's unfucking believable because. Especially with someone like you and I who studies the psych, because you and I have the same affinity in terms of the psychological aspect or mm -hmm. different feelings or what that causes different things. So it's really interesting. Actual, when you study certain people, have someone that survived someone like John Wayne Gacy. Um, yeah. So I'll reach out to Patrick. We'll see if we can maybe have a real life account of someone who survived a serial killer on your God, show. Yeah, that would be incredible because it's <laughs> like, I'm so enthralled that was actually, by it. Yeah, that Just, was unreal. Oh man, poor guy. He's lucky. And I always think that too, puts, like the survivors, like they are so lucky. Had one thing gone wrong, they would not be here. Well, yeah. And the wonderful thing about Patrick, I will say, I remember from the interview is he's rawly blunt and honest about what it did, you know, ob the obvious things that people would think of, but also the other, um, things that it did to him in terms of yeah. sexuality or um, confusions in life. He was a child. Yeah. He was an innocent child, you know, so, but Patrick is very good. And I think it's a gift that he has to be able to describe things in the sense to where he does, because he helps victims of sexual assault. That's one of the things he does. Oh gosh. And he's a victim himself, but he's not a victim. He's a victor of sexual assault. I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't recall it. Um, and so I think that people that, don't necessarily have that voice at this point it looks excuse me to somebody like Patrick go wow mm -hmm. um, he's speaking up he's doing something um and uh and, and his is obviously on a grand scale because of the person who victimized them but mm -hmm. Patrick is spinning it there's another example of someone who abused him and he's like nope I'm gonna take what you gave me which you thought was gonna kill me and I'm gonna use what you gave me and spin it into what makes me successful Mm -hmm. He is now, again, an empowerment speaker and a sexual assault and victim advocate. So who won? Yeah. Patrick won. Oh, good for him. Oh, that'd be awesome to have him on just to talk to him and, you know, see. Yeah, he's, a, it, yeah. Well, that's, like I said, the great thing, Rihanna, is he's so honest and raw with it that it's amazing because you can really learn and see the effects. He's very honest with what, how it affected him all the way up through even to now. Mm -hmm. um, which is, I think, beneficial uh, for people that have been through, or even someone who hasn't, to be able to uh, somehow empathize. Because, um, you know, I, I think it, it's obviously a different thing to show sympathy than it is empathy. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't experienced it, if you can actually try and put yourself in a, someone else's shoes who actually is descriptive about it in a very uh, raw and emotional way in the sense of the reality of it um, mm -hmm. and uh, the horror of it, and the empowerment of it in the end, if that's what you choose. Yeah. It's all a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all a choice. I don't begrudge anybody. But again, spin it. What people put on you, you'll later realize sometimes you thought it was what was holding you back. It's really your gift. It's yeah. really what makes the world see you. 
You see, so spin it, folks out there. Spin it. Yep. Spin it, damn it. <laughs> spin it. That's a spin it, baby. <laughs> um, I noticed like this kind of a little off topic, but not. So like with a lot of Rob Zombie films, you know how he's um it's super dark and fucked up and he does really fucked up shit in his movies. Um when we went to so when Three from Hell released, me and I took my daughter because she's my little horror horror buff too. And they did a double feature. And so we watched um, Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. And they played Devil's Rejects oh, first. Cool. Yeah, it was so cool. It was awesome to see it again, like in the theater. That and is then, cool. Mm-hmm. And people were actually getting yeah. up from the first one and leaving. And it was like kind of mild scenes, but they were getting up and they were like, you know, shaking their heads and walking out. It's like, clearly you don't fucking know who Rob Zombie is if you're walking out. <laughs> yeah, well, why, yeah, why would, yeah, why would you come to that you've got to, i mean what yeah yeah people are funny like that and me and autumn my daughter oh, are like Zombie pussies <laughs> exactly you can't be asking yeah bitches. no but he he pushes your comfort zone that's what mm-hmm. it is and the people it's a comfort zone that it's reality now again some people say as characters are overblown but i guess maybe they can be at points but they're underdone in reality compared to what some people actually are out yeah. there in this world um, but he pushes the limits, um, and, and, and Devil's Rejects, the hotel, you know, in the scene in the hotel, I know it's probably what they walked out from. Yeah. Um, with, uh, with the, um, you know, the sexual assault scene and things like that. But yep. I think Devil's Rejects was amazing because that showed even more. Rob Zombie wants you to feel, he wants you to feel the depravity. He wants you to feel even angry at these people. And also he has a, Rob Zombie fucks with you, Rhiannon, in the sense because he plays with your emotions. He he makes these people see it. anti-hero, I guess, is a, is a hard word because anti-hero has to have someone. When you describe an anti-hero, an anti-hero is described as someone who has some semblance of doing right. You know what I mean? In the end. So mm-hmm. so, so it's weird, though, because they don't – none of the Fireflies generally are like that. You're mainly all really shitty people. But <laughs> somehow, Rob, Rob makes you love them. Yes. It makes you so it fucks with you because you're like, I don't want to really think this guy's awesome when he's doing this deplorable shit. So it makes it fucks with your emotions. You do hate him then, or you (laughs) feel whatever you feel. That's that's the uneasy. That's what people come back for because they're not sure what the fuck it is. They feel they're uncomfortable. They don't know what it is. They don't know why they might want more. They don't know if maybe they're deviant. That's why they're digging it. (laughs) They don't know if if they're repulsed. They don't know. And that's what keeps you going. But that's what horror is is that yes. feeling of discomfort and of course safety in your home of having that safe discomfort um and again we talked about that vicarious vicarious living a lot of people do that too but i really a lot of it is for the thrill that mm-hmm. you know my wife and i when she's and of course i love it because i get to be a man yeah baby it's all right i got you <laughs> i'll worry. protect you don't worry <laughs> don't worry baby don't worry we got you <laughs> right here Daddy's you'll be okay you. don't Oh yeah, I'll, I yeah. But it's it's. I want to remind you that my seventy-two-year-old uh, mother-in-law got me this. That's so cool. It's a badass she's mother-in-law. <laughs> she's learning. Yes, yes, she's learning. She's the best. And we will. She usually visits once a week. We'll see her at some point this week too. Oh, nice. <laughs> Tell her I think the mask it is very cool. The, <laughs> I will. I will. And it was tough during the quarantine. Because, uh, you know, and, oh, and, and yeah. his, uh, you know, Mason, my youngest, is extraordinary. Extraordinary, of course, his grandmother. So it was tough. But we did do a lot of virtual chat. 
Um, and it's nice to be able to even uh, socially distance visit, you know, in, in the yeah. meantime now. So it's good. It's all coming around. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, Rhea, this has been fun. Yes, yes. I've had so much fun and I'm so excited. Yeah. I really want to do it more because it's been a long time coming. I'd be more than happy. That would be good. I would absolutely love yeah, it. And matter of fact, I anticipated it because you know why? Because I knew it was going to be fun. And I apologize because we did veer way off at most of the time on different, but we, we said we were just going to go organic and whatever just kind of came and we can go more, even more. We're going to see, I purposely, we purposely did this folks out there to leave you going, we want a little more forward. I mean, you crave yeah. some more so I can come back on with you. Yes. Again, this was my way of being able to, slime ball my way onto your show again <laughs> you don't even have to do that yeah, I'll have you on anytime no, this has been awesome we're definitely going to do it again um i, I would wait. love to it's a lot of fun for me to do it and again it's veered a little serious at times but from doing the stuff i've done in the past which is a lot of times um very you know a lot of people i deal with on a very professional level so it's nice to kind of proverbially let my hair down a little bit and yeah um, and do this. And this is kind of what Eric and I are doing on uh, Morning Dad Talk to people up there. We're kind of making it, it's more of a fun show. We do a lot of top fives and top tens and different jokes and different articles and funny news. Just something a little different mm -hmm. um, that isn't so serious in this very serious world right now. It's something people get a laugh. So I'm going to join into Morning Dad Talk to myself, Eric Carroll. And I'll be doing some shows solo uh, for the next, I'm oh. going to do a show this week and I believe next week. Cool. Yeah, and then Eric will be joining me periodically, and I'll have some guests on as well. So, Rhiannon, I'll <clears throat> have you join me on a morning dad talk, you and I, and, and, and we'll reverse roles. I will host, and I will let you chatter away like I have. Yeah, that would be fun, for sure. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> I can't either. It's been wonderful, Rhiannon, and uh, I have loved it. I don't know how long you usually go, so I want to be some sort of we can keep but I mean, if you're, you know, depending on when you're, how long you know, we'll... Um, no, actually, I think we'll wrap it for this time, but this will definitely, yeah. we need to get it set up again, and we won't wait a year this time, you guys. <laughs> we'll yeah. get it well, done if quickly. I, if I could, yeah, and if I could, before we go, I just want to thank you again, Rhiannon. Um, I'm, again, as I tell you about it, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I love you very much. And you're going to keep rolling. I'm, I'm really going to look forward. I'm looking forward to seeing you just keep growing. Thank um, you. Keep succeeding. Uh, and you will. Um, it's genuine. It's pure. And you, and you love it. That's I important. Do. You have love. Um, and so there you go. And to everybody out there, especially my wife, my boys, everybody out there, my brother, John Mondu, my BBC, Aaron Roberts, all the Roberts, everybody out there, chins up. It's not over till you say it's over. Live your dreams. And again, it's not about to you say it's over in Rhiannon. I ain't heard no bell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, this again, thank you. Yeah, so let everybody know where to find you. That way, um, at the end of the show, they know where to find you. <laughs> yeah. Well, a few different things. For the, for the hurting parents out there, I run a page in a, in, a, in a group that I've had for a few years now called Parents United Worldwide. Support group for uh, an, an advocating group for 50 50 uh, equal shared parenting, uh, and it's a group for men and women um, uh, to go in there and get empowered. Um, there are a variety of people from all walks of life, all professions, attorneys, news, everything. You get a lot of support in there and a lot of empowerment. 
go out and check out uh, Parents United Worldwide. Also, you can join me Tuesdays. Uh, it was Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think I'll move to just Thursdays on Morning Dad Talk with myself uh, and Eric Carroll from Dad Talk Today. Network with about 115,000 people on it by now. Ooh, I think. that's a lot. Yeah, which is great. And also, you can join me uh, on Custody Matters Live with Danica Jones. I'll be releasing a show with her. I think she'll release this week, and I will be on there with her periodically. And even when I'm not, I'll go ahead and check out Danica on Custom Matters Live. Very Pure has awesome, awesome guests on there. Uh, she's doing a whole segment on parental alienation right now and adults, uh, adult children um, of parental alienation, adults you know, who, are, who are once children who are affected by parental alienation, parental alienation and how they're dealing with how it's affected their lives. Um, so it's all empowering. Uh, some of the shows I do are fun. Some of them are serious. Uh, there's something for everybody. And uh, and again, right now, the one I'm so tickled about is Sinister Parlor Podcast with the one, the only, the beautiful, the sexy, the brilliant, the sw- I could just go on with the accolades. Zombie Barbie, Rihanna, <laughs> Nicole. Thank you so much. We're going to do this again, baby. Hell yeah, we are. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to run through mine real fast. Um, I want to thank, you're always on my list of people I thank. Um, I'm so grateful and just so happy that you're my friend. I love you to death. I love Allie. I love your family. Um, I'm glad you've been there for me, that you've never given up on me. And I just, I really value our friendship so much. You are my family and I love you so much. Um, You are my family and I love you too. Thank you. Um, Crazy Ink Publishing uh, for publishing my books, Broken Halo and Broken Halo Blood Curse available on Amazon. Um, my third book is coming out next year. It's the third one in the series, Broken Halo Witches Game. Um, I want to thank Matthew Price Thompson for my artwork. I love, yeah, I'm so excited for my book. Um, Chris Atella, who does Very my, talented. thank you. Uh, Chris Atella, who does my outro music and then my intro outro for my iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of that. Johnny Daggers with Dagger Vision Films, who does my logo and my intro and the music for the intro. Um, my Indie Productions, they are incredible. They have supported me from the get-go. I'm a featured artist on their site. And they just, they support the whole indie community. They are incredible. So thank you, My Indie Productions. Um, Sir Sturdy with Horror with Sir Sturdy. He's a fellow podcaster and he is who got me started podcasting. So um check him out as well. And then again, I thank you. I love you. And I can't wait for next time. I am so excited. <laughs> it's going to come before in a year and a half. We're going to do it before. Yeah. I'm going to take us another year and a half. Fucking right. Thank <laughs> you, everybody out there. Thank you, Rhiannon, so much. I love you. We're doing this again. Definitely. Wait, go out there. If someone's not giving it to you, go out there and take it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. <laughs>